Welcome to the Connect with County Leaders podcast, a monthly opportunity to meet and connect with Fairfax County leaders, to learn about the latest county news and information, and hear more on specific Fairfax County programs and services. Now here's your host, Jim Person, with this month's guest. Well, hello and welcome to the Connect with County Leaders podcast. On today's edition, we're joined again by Fairfax County Executive Brian Hill, and we're going to talk about, obviously, what's uh, happening with COVID-19 and the vaccine, as well as some other topics, social justice, the county budget, uh, a lot of discussion uh, here to come right before the holidays. Mr. Hill, welcome back to the Connect with County Leaders podcast. I Thank you so much, Jim. How are you doing today? Doing well. Happy uh, holidays and best wishes to you and your family as we're, we're in the the holiday season? Uh, is it the holiday season with this pandemic that we're dealing with right now? I, I, I beg to differ, but I do wish you and your family <laughs> happy holidays. Well, you know, we try to try to do what we can to make it normal. And, and the normalcy of the season is, is the holidays, but it definitely is a different holiday. Uh, along that line, uh, we're talking with you a little early because you, you wanted to uh, kind of move up our regular scheduled podcast to before the holidays to to talk about the holiday, the end of the year, but but more importantly, COVID-19 update and what's going on. A lot of news about vaccine. Where do you want to start with your COVID-19 message? Well, again, I believe COVID-19 should be re- re-coined and rephrased as COVID-60, and that's 19, mm-hmm. 20, and 21. Uh, the, the message is clear. Uh, the message has been out there by our public health uh, director, um, Dr. Gloria, as well as our chairman, as well as our board of supervisors. You know, we have to mask up, we have to wash our hands, and we have to be and remain socially distant. Um, unfortunately, the, the, the COVID has impacted our business community, and we have to think about how we continue to do our business differently. Um, I don't eat out often, but I eat out at least two or three times a week. And when I say eat out, I go out, I get it, and I bring it home to help support our local businesses. So we have to think about how to do this a little differently going forward until all the vaccines are out and people take them because a vaccine does not necessitate the removal of COVID. A vaccination necessitates the removal of COVID. So a vaccine is nothing unless you get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. COVID-19 cases have uh, uh, recently increased here in the county. Um, other other parts of the state and the nation, though, we're seeing much higher increases. But again, Fairfax County still recently seeing those increases. Um, what, do you, what do you attribute to that? What do you hear the health officials saying? Is it simply just a matter of COVID fatigue and people are, are not following the, the safety guidelines anymore? No, you know what? I think it is. I think uh, we have... Halloween, 14 days later, we saw a spike. Uh, We have Thanksgiving, 14 days later, we see spikes. Now we're going to be leading into Christmas, 14 days days later, I'm I'm assuming we'll see a spike. We'll have New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, 14 days later, we'll see a spike. And then when you look at what's going on, you're still in the 1A section of who is being vaccinated. Those are the the health workers throughout our United States of America. They are first up, 1A. Okay. We will not see a vaccine for individuals like you and myself until probably May, June, July. So we're going to see this continually spike, this continuous spike, 
until we have everybody vaccinated. We're we're in the winter months. Winter officially begins uh, December twenty first. So when folks are hearing this, they uh, maybe before, maybe after the official start of winter. But Fairfax County has already experienced its first snowfall. Uh, <laughs> winter months. What are you hearing from health officials? Does winter months with with the regular flu does that make things even more difficult with COVID? Well, this is one of the years that. You know, the, the health department has wanted everyone to get a flu vaccination because that helps mitigate some strains, uh, a, a particular strain. As winter continues, and we, not unlike last year, last year we did not have any snow. We had very nice temperatures throughout the, the cons, what we consider winter months, and people were outside. Mm -hmm. When we have what we had with our first snowfall, which is now an ice melt, people tend to stay inside. And that's when you contract because you are inside in tight spaces with people who may or may not be socially distancing when they are not with you. And that is the key. The key is to maintain that social distance until we are able to get vaccinated. Indoors is never a good thing. Outdoors is better because you're not in that tight space. However, mm -hmm. you can't be outdoors all day long. So we all have to be on the same page. Again, I say it, say it to you, mask up. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, Broward County uh, County Manager Bertha Henry, three months ago, she tried to put an ordinance and say, mask up in your house. And people blew her, blew her up on Twitter and Instagram. And now I'm sitting here thinking to myself, did she know something that we did not know? Obviously, uh, Ms. Henry's been a stalwart as a county manager but she was thinking ahead of the game, and I don't think people understood what this COVID-19, uh, 20, and 21 has done to our population, let alone our long-term care facilities who have seen a lot of death um, because the workers bring it in, and then the folks that were there don't have the ability to stay away from folks that bring it in, and then they're stuck. So right. we have to be smarter in how we do things, and again, um, county employees have done an excellent job thus far. Right. Um, my public safety team, our public health, our wastewater, our um, public works, uh, everybody has done a great job here in Fairfax County. You, you talked about the uh, the 1A, the healthcare workers, the vaccine, kind of the timetable. Time I'm going to get back to that in just a second. But uh, you talked about, you know, socially distancing and, and, and the effect on uh, businesses, the effect on Fairfax County government, what what has this done and continue to do, and, and how is the county continuing to provide services? You know, uh, we, we continue to provide services with the great employees that we have. You know, we, we get, um, a lot of times we are, we're, we're getting um, misinformation out there about the, the amount of work we do. Our team does a great job. We've continued to be at the forefront. We've pivoted in how we've provided services. Our applications for residentials are not where they were last year, but they're trending upward. Our commercial permitting is trending upward. And we're doing a lot of this via FaceTime or video to ensure that our inspection team, albeit LDS, Land Development Services, or the Fire Marshal's Office, or anyone that has the, um, codes has to go out there 
and do things. So we're doing it assistance from a distance. Michael Beckett, our new director from the Department of Family Services, came up with that catchphrase, and it has ran forward with it because we all are developing new ways of providing the services that are needed to our county from a distance. But when we need to be face-to-face, we're doing it in a safe manner and effective manner. Mm-hmm. I had the uh, the privilege to talk to Bill Hicks, director of the county's land development services on the recent edition of uh, the County Conversation podcast that uh, if you're interested, you can listen to it at fairfaxcounty.gov slash podcast. I found it interesting that uh, he said the, the, the permitting process is all 100% online now, and they're, they're processing even more permits during this, this pandemic period than before. Yes, and we're also going to start a stat. We're going to we're in a process of establishing a a a customer service check. So, for instance, I give you an example. If you're trying to do a um, say a deck, uh, typically we would have you do have it like you're building a new house. Now we're going to say if it's an addition like a deck, you get into this customer service queue, and we will help our residents go through that process as opposed to them going through the whole entire process that they would be having to do if it was like a house. Um, mm. We're trying to get smarter. We're trying to get uh, more spry. But, you know, it takes a little time to get things in a place where you can pivot quickly when you've been doing it the same way for so many years. You know, I right. always say this. If you want a different result, you can't do it the same way. Right. Because you're going to get that same, unless you want the same result, which is probably not a good result because if you didn't need to change, you wouldn't be trying to change it. So right. we're we're looking ahead at at, at how this is going to uh, how COVID has taken us into a different place and like business you know our models has to change and if a model changes that means you become or you are able to continue to move forward if you don't change a model then you tend to have problems right you're the county executive of Fairfax County the leader of Fairfax County government what what tips what advice what would you say to uh, other business leaders, uh, you know, employers that are listening right now about how to continue doing work with your team during the time when you're, as you say, so, uh, supposed to socially distance, et cetera. How have you been able to continue with with meetings and leadership with, with uh, the folks that report to you during this time? Well, Jim, I have to say this. Uh, I like the old way of doing it. And this is one of those times where I like to revert back to pre-COVID. Um, There were times where in pre-COVID, I could tell somebody that I was busy. (laughs) And and now you're in COVID with this virtual meetings and Zooms. I believe my my meeting intake has increased by a factor of two or threefold. I can never say to somebody that I'm busy because they can always say, well, what about the next hour or the next hour? So Zoom and meeting teams has created us in a place where we have to always be on point. And it being an on point is not a bad thing, but there needs to be an ability to stop, digest, and then implement. And I think with the way we're doing it now, we're not imp- we're not digesting enough and we're not because we it's taken us a little time to implement. And I think we need to step back and see all the new things and all the new technology that we have because it's good technology. And then we need to reposition some of our staff to do things a little bit differently with the technology that we have. Going forward, 
I want to thank each and every one of our employees. We have 63% of our employees teleworking and doing the job from a distance from a distance. But yet, I still believe there's more that we can do when it comes to the technology side that we are just scratching the surface on. And I want to hopefully be ahead of the curve. Typically, during, well, I shouldn't say typically, but during this time, I've had a lot of calls from counties outside of Fairfax, outside of, sorry, outside of Virginia. There's not really Mm -hmm. a county outside of Fairfax, but outside (laughs) of Virginia and nationally asking us how we've done things. Joe Monduro, Christina Jackson, and their team have done an excellent job with our CARES allocations and how we've been able to maneuver through CARES to assure that our budget is a budget that we can give and support to the Board of Supervisors, and we're looking forward. Um, We've been using that money to get enough enough PPE as possible. We've been trying to um, provide enough leave for folks. Uh, We're looking into hazard pay. Uh, We've been doing a lot of nifty things, but we are, our hands are tied because there is a revenue component that if we do not have the revenue, it's sort of hard to be able to do the other things. But the CARES Act funding has given us a soft, softer landing. Right. I want to, I want to dive into the budget in a, in a little bit, but let's, let's finish up on, on COVID-19, the vaccine, that type of stuff. We we've talked about the vaccine starting to arrive, folks hearing the news, the vaccine is coming, but I think we need to, uh, uh, temper that, as you had said earlier, you know, really vaccine for general population is probably uh, not w- not going to be here until well into 2021. What is Fairfax County's plan for the vaccine? Well, Dr. Gloria has a great plan. Uh, public health has a great plan. Um, we're obviously, ANOVA um, has the vaccine and is dispensing it now and vaccinating some of their employees as we speak. And as VDH continues to allocate um, doses to our public health, which has not been allocated as of yet. Um, I I believe they will be allocated shortly because ANOVA's first. Public health employees are first. Um, Frontline is our first, and they're all within our hospital system. And once we start seeing it, uh, the first first group is going to be public safety, obviously, because they are frontline as well. I believe they're in 1B. Dr. Gloria has a plan to, to, to vaccinate as many of our public safety and our frontline working employees once she has enough of the doses to do that. Right. We will not hold the doses. We will, as soon as we get them, we're going to vaccinate. I mean, because we, we don't want to keep them in storage for the IFCOM. We want to get them taken care of. She also has a plan. Uh, to, to to deal with uh, populations that are having issues uh, with COVID as we speak. And we're going to go and do a PSAs and media campaigns. And as you know, we have um, um, translation services. So we're looking at really going out to do a community spread, that community, um, getting into the community, engage the community, and tell them and show them why this vaccine, vaccine needs to be taken to allow them to to return somewhat back to normal. Right. Well, that, that statement leads perfectly into the question I was going to ask next. There are some folks uh, listening right now uh, and some, uh, you know, residents across the, the general population of Fairfax County that are, that are skeptical of the, the vaccine that's provided by the government. What, what would you say to that? 
Well, you know, they have to f- fulfill the the, 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 the regulations. Um, they can't just put something out there without it going through clinical test trials. Uh, I am going to tell you point blank is the, the minute Dr. Gloria calls me and says, I have uh, the vaccine for you. Would you like to take it? I'm going to be the I'll run to the to get the vaccine, the vaccine. Again, the, re, the way I'm looking at life from and, and this tends to be a little bit personal for me. I live with my 84 year old mother. I'm taking the vaccine for her. I'm taking it for my three sons. I'm taking it for my community. The minute I'm able to take it, that's who I'm taking it for. The 1.2 million people in Fairfax County, my three boys and my mom. I am taking the vaccine for them. And I'm also taking it for every employee in Fairfax County because I want us to get back to normal as quickly as we can. So there is a personal responsibility message that kind of goes with this vaccine I'm hearing. Well, from my standpoint, yes. Um, As you stated earlier, a Fairfax County executive who is um, somewhat in charge of 15,000 employees, my first and foremost thing is to ensure that those 15,000 employees are safe and sound. And as we look at our numbers here in Fairfax County government, we're below 1% that have had COVID. And I'm I'm going to say this. I, I think it's because of our media campaign and our ability to get the PPE and the ability to, to do the telework. It's about being the pivot and the spry. Uh, we've done a very good job in stopping or slowing down, not stopping, slowing down the spread of COVID within our employees. And, and, and our All employees right. have listened. Uh, they're socially distancing, and they're not going in the places where they potentially can uh get COVID, but some have contracted it. Uh, I have a a couple in fire and rescue that have contracted it. I understand that they're out in public facing, but they're going to be the first ones to get the vaccine of our government employees. So the things you've just mentioned are are all reasons why the county has done so well? I believe those are some of the reasons why the county has done so well. We're also, we've done well because of our public messaging. Uh, Our public messaging has been out there from the forefront from March 14th on, we've been saying, constantly stating what we are seeing with COVID. And we've had to change with our message because COVID has changed. We didn't know all of what was going on with COVID. We still don't know all of what's going on with COVID. But as we learn more, we are changing our ability to deal with it. And that is a that's a robust county. That is a robust leadership from the Board of Supervisors. That's robust leadership from our public health that's 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 a community approach to ensuring that we don't have community spread. Mm-hmm. Before we move on to a couple of other topics, I uh, just want to make sure we have we have covered everything we need to about COVID-19 and the vaccine. Any anything else that I uh, uh, forgot to ask you, uh, you, you would like to bring up about Fairfax County and, and COVID-19? Well, I'm hoping that I can change COVID-19 to COVID-60 because I want people to understand <laughs> If we are thinking about COVID-19, we're a year off already. We've been in this thing. COVID-19 started in, in, in March in the United States of America, but it was in China in, in 2019. And I'm going to say this to everyone on this podcast. It is COVID-60 in my mind. And I've always tried to tell the team, think about it in a three-year block, because that's how long it's going to take for us to get, ri- to get rid of it if we're lucky with these vaccinations. So COVID-60 is where I'm going, and I'm almost ready to make it COVID-82 because 2022 is coming soon as well. 
And mm. it's interesting when I say it's coming soon as well. People have probably listened to this podcast saying, all right, we're in 2020. What's he talking about 2022? Okay. Our years come so quickly here. I can't believe that it's been three years that I have been here. It's been a blink of an eye. So I am looking at everybody and I'm asking everybody to think about today and what it's going to look like three and five and 10 years down the road. So we all are understanding on how to pivot through this situation. So if we if we think COVID fatigue is bad now, uh, we, we have more to to look out for, right? I believe I believe we have a lot to look out for, but I think the the, the goodness of these vaccinations or these vaccines are on the horizon are going to allow us to get into a better place. All right, let's let's move on from COVID nineteen. Uh, some other topics uh, you wanted to uh, make sure we we talked about on this uh, kind of special podcast right before the uh, the uh, holidays and the and the new year. We've heard a lot about uh, the social justice movement and uh, police accountability, uh, such important issues of uh, 2020. Uh, as we as we move into the new year, 2021, what's uh, what's your vision for Fairfax County in these areas? Well, as you know, we're we're um, going through the hiring process for a new police chief. Um, we have uh, hired a consultant. We're going to be putting out uh, questionnaires and surveys. Uh, we're going to be going through a, a, a very good, robust process to ensure that our community stakeholders have a voice on what qualities we're looking for for a police chief. Um, police reform is big and is a big thing, but I, you know, when I look at Fairfax County, we've done a lot of good things. We've done some things in the past that have that uh, that we've had to change and and do better. But those things that we did in the past are making us a better organization today. Uh, police reform is big. We have a Commonwealth attorney that ran up on reform. Um, our board of supervisors are, have run on some reform platforms. It's all about how we are going to continue to provide our citizens with the best service, a service that is a selfless service, a service that has empathy, and a service that has compassion to all of our residents. And that's the biggest thing that I think that I would like to implore on our staff as well as our community is that we're here to be selfless leaders. We're not here to 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 be autocratic. We're here to help and we're here to move forward. Mm -hmm. That that word reform, what what does it mean to you? Because you know, some folks could take the word reform as to say, well, uh, the something is broken. The system isn't working, so it has to totally be changed. Is is that what we're saying when we talk about, uh, you know, police reform and that type of thing? No, I just think it's a change. We have a change in our society. We have a change in um in 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 our population, our diversity, and we can't keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. You know, I, as I said to you when we first met, you know, I still play basketball. Mm -hmm. I used to be able to dunk. I can't dunk anymore, but I still like to play basketball. So now I learn how to shoot. I shoot better. We have a different we have a different population than we did in 1980 in Fairfax County. So when I say reform, we have to understand the population that we have, the diversity that we have, and provide access and equity for all. So we are not imparting what we've done in the past. The past is the past. It's really good past for Fairfax County. However, today is the today we have a different look and feel. We have different demographic populations, and we have to somewhat pivot to those demographic populations to ensure that we all have, um, we all protect and safe and serve all. 
So protecting mm-hmm. and serving all is where we need to be. I'm not saying we're not doing it, but we have a different population to protect and serve, and we need to understand those populations. Right. As 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 good as you are, you can always be better. I think is is what the county is striving for. Absolutely. I, I want to. I, I I know there's more we could talk about there, but I'm I'm keeping a, uh, an eye on the clock, so I want to make sure we we get to the budget, which uh, I want to ask you about. Uh, and and we've talked about this before. It's it's not a matter of uh, you know a certain date comes and oh well we need to start working on the budget. Uh, you mentioned Joe Mondora and Christina Jackson, the, the Department of Management and Budget. Um, uh, Joe, the COO, uh, working on the budget all year round. What, what's going on in the budget right now in December 2020? Well, we had a joint meeting with the school board. Uh, we provided them with what we think is going to happen going forward into fiscal um, 22, uh, which is July 1st, 2021 through uh, June 30, 22. Um, our budget presentation will be made to the Board of Supervisors sometime in February. Uh, We're looking at revenue estimates now. Obviously, when you see transit occupancy tax, which is uh, hotels, uh, hotels are not doing well. So that is a part of our budget. Um, We also are looking at residential and commercial. Uh, We are picking up on those. We are growing in a population, believe it or not. Hmm. Um, So we, we have some things that we have some good stories to tell. However, the revenue that we associate with a growing economy has been somewhat stifled with COVID-60. All right, Jim, you hear that? COVID-60. I did. I okay. caught that. So we're working throughout trying to ensure that, one, we can maintain, diversify, and grow. And those are the things that I think the Board of Supervisors are going to come forward with, especially as we start with our strategic plan, to prioritize where we need to go and how we need to get there. And that's the key because there are also – got one Fairfax on on the plate to provide you with the access and equity and opportunity for all. So the strategic plan, the chairman's task force, and one Fairfax, the three things that are going to meld together to see how we can move um, the county forward. Mm-hmm. On the, uh, the previous edition of this podcast, Connect with County Leaders podcast, uh, we had the chance to uh, catch up with Victor Hoskins, uh, president and CEO of the Fairfax County Economic Development Authority, and kind of learn more about how the EDA fits into this this overall economic uh, engine in Fairfax County. Um, before we end up, if you could again, just just kind of dive a little bit deeper into the to the budget. You you kind of hit the highlight there, but tell me where again the money comes from from Fairfax County and why the 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 budget outlook is. Um, can I say not good? Is that the correct way to put it? No, I wouldn't say that. Um, okay. So we're a Dillon rule state, and we do not have taxing authority other than personal property tax and real estate tax. Um, our real estate is holding strong, and that's about 65% of our of our general operating revenue. It's the other um, areas that we have to think about. And as the economy took a downturn and unemployment went up, of those areas we have to manage a little bit differently. Um, so that's where your revenue comes from. Luckily for us, again, um, 65% of our budget is from uh, our residents and purchasing of homes and things and sales tax, um, a little bit more with the sales tax. But that's where our revenue primarily comes from. Um, the economy creates the other portion of our revenue, and the economy hasn't been 
as good and as robust as it has been in past years, but we've been able to mitigate and and manage through that because we've done things internally to uh, slow our expenditures, to offset the revenue loss. And again, uh, Chief Financial Officer Joe Monduro has done a great job in navigating and, and, and moving things around to ensure that we have a budget that maintains jobs, maintains our level of service, and provides us with some flexibility to work with the Fairfax County Public Schools. Mm-hmm. I, I know it's early on, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. Is there any um, things we can expect, anything you, you're looking for that, um, that may be on the horizon for the budget? Well, what I the only thing you can expect is that I am going to present it in February, and I'm hopeful that I can present a budget that is a balanced budget to the Board of Supervisors without having uh, to do things, uh, draconian things. So as we sit here today, I think we're in a good place. I think people will understand our budget. And uh, as I get closer to uh, uh, providing the, the board with update of where we are and presenting to the board, uh, I'll be able to, to release more information. But again, uh, we're still, and let me, let me back up a minute. Mm-hmm. All of our revenue, except for our personal property and our real estate, all the other revenue goes through the state. So we're always about two to three months behind. So we're doing this podcast in the month of December. So I am looking at October numbers, maybe September numbers right now, actually. I haven't received October and November yet. So it's hard for me to, to, to ascertain where we are from a revenue perspective when many and most of our revenue goes through the state and they send it back to us. They take their cut and then we get our cut. So I'll put it to you this way. We're 14% of the population here in Fairfax County for the Commonwealth. We are, we get 22.8 cents back on every dollar we spent, we send to Richmond, but yet we're 24% of the net wealth. Hmm. So those numbers don't. If, the, if Richmond gave me two, two cents more, just two cents more, I would have another $60, 70000000 million on our budget. But we don't, we, that, that stays in Richmond. So think about it. 14% of the population, 24% of the net wealth, and we get $0.22 cents on every dollar we send to Richmond. Hmm. That's what I call the Dillon Rule State. All right. I know you said... Um, a balanced budget and not having to go draconian with it. Uh, what are your priorities? My priorities are trying to get us through COVID-60. That is my main priority because once we get past COVID-60, I can then have a priority setting uh, strategic planning process on our budget as well as all the priorities that we have in the county. Um, mm-hmm. Once we have go through this process with the Board of Supervisors, we'll have we have nine strategic uh, opportunities and initiatives that they have hopefully will adopt, and then we'll have a priority-setting agenda uh, going forward so we can see what we're going to do year one through five to 10 to 15 and 20, and we'll set a course for Fairfax County. But at this juncture, we need to get the budget presented. We need to get the budget adopted along with the strategic plan, and Amy Probst has been doing a great job with our strategic planning process. And we need to move forward, but it's all about putting things in place so we can move together as one. Okay. All right. Mr. Hill, as we wrap up 2020 uh, and, and look ahead to the new year 2021, I wanted to give you the, the final few minutes. Uh, 
Do you have a, a New Year's message, uh, a, a two-part question here? I'm going to start with the community, the residents, uh, kind of a New Year's thought or message to, to Fairfax County residents. I want all the residents to have a happy and safe holiday season. Mask up, be safe, wash your hands, and know that Fairfax County is behind you. Our team is working very hard. The Board of Supervisors are providing you with great leadership as we've gone through this pandemic. COVID-60 is here. We just need to figure out together collectively how to get rid of it. All right. And uh, we know that uh, many Fairfax County employees listen to this podcast. They enjoy hearing the opportunity to uh, hear from their county executive. Uh, any different message or anything you would like to say to county employees? All I can say to them is thank you for all the hard work you have been doing through um, this year, this calendar year, as well as the many years of service that we all have put through uh, forward for Fairfax County. Uh, please make sure you take care of your families and your friends. Um, remember, COVID is not only about you, it's about others. And our positivity rate, again, is under 1% for county employees, which is just fascinating. But it can't be done without you. So mask up, wash your, wash your hands, socially distance, but yet take care of yourself. Get out and exercise as much as you possibly can. Your health, your mental health is most important to us, and it's most important to your family. Please, please take care of yourself during these times, and I do want to wish everybody a happy holiday season. All right. Mr. Hill, happy holidays and a happy new year to you as well, and I want to personally thank you for uh, uh, always dedicating the time uh, the past uh, uh, year or plus uh, to be with us on the Connect with County Leaders uh, podcast. We certainly enjoy your uh, your insights and your leadership of Fairfax County. So uh, thanks to you for being here. Thank you, sir. And uh, die, Dr. Pepper, next time I see you. Okay. Yeah, I look forward to it. <laughs> lots of lots of great nuggets in this podcast. You may uh, have to go back and rewind it to uh, to listen to a lot of the good stuff from County Executive Brian Hill. So uh, for Mr. Hill and for everyone in Fairfax County, happy holidays and uh, happy new year 2021. That is going to do it for this edition of the Connect with County Leaders podcast. Thanks for joining us and we look forward to talking with you again next month. This has been the Connect with County Leaders podcast. To listen to other great Fairfax County podcasts, visit fairfaxcounty.gov podcasts. And for additional audio content, Tune in to Fairfax County Government Radio at fairfaxcounty.gov radio. For more Fairfax County news and event information, visit News Center online at fairfaxcounty.gov news. You also may call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329. Weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Or email publicaffairs at fairfaxcounty.gov. The Connect with County Leaders podcast is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.